Welcome to Business Unveiled Podcast. This is the place where we help overwhelmed, time-starved entrepreneurs like you make the profitable shifts to get more done and get more out of life. I'm your host, Angela Prophet, award-winning eight-figure entrepreneur and CEO, and in every episode of Business Unveiled, I'm bringing you conversations that will give you the expertise and strategies that will scale your team and business so you can get shit done. That's GSD in our world. So get your time back and grow a business that helps you be present in your life. Let's do this, y'all. Hi, y'all. It's Angela. I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled. I'm so excited for today's guest for a lot of reasons. She's awesome. But the main thing is she has really learned how to exit a company, do something completely different, but still use the foundation of what she built in her company. And Women don't like to talk about building wealth and building personal wealth. And how do you really build a business and you scale it to where you're not burnt out or you go start something else? And then how do you build a lifestyle and build a business around personal wealth and what you want? And a lot of us, nobody asked me what I wanted. I mean, even when when I was a woman in my twenties owning a business, like, what do you really want? And then when someone actually asked me, I was like, oh, that's what that means. And so I really want you to think about as you listen today, put yourself in the headspace of thinking like, what do I really want and how can I build personal wealth? Because it does exist. We're walking poster children of it. And we're going to talk about that today. So Erin, welcome to the show. Yay. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited for you to be here before we dive in and talk all about the business stuff and and really, I mean, you're creative too. You, I know that you were a photographer and used to shoot weddings and you did video and you and your husband did it together. And, but even before that, like, just let our listeners in a little bit on like your journey and how you've gotten to where you are today. And now she's doing real estate y'all. So this is going to be really fun. Today. Yeah, <laughs> I am definitely a creative at heart. And so I, as I do this work, this nerdy work and convincing creatives that spreadsheets are sexy, you know, I know I'm speaking to like the creative, you know, that I have that creative side and that nerdy side. And now, you know, inside of real estate, I do interior design, I run all of our staging. So I'm still very much a creative, but just a nerdy one. And yeah, okay. So my journey, you know, photography was the beginning of what I would say, you know, started my business empire. But even before that, I was selling books door to door um, to pay for college. And so I was, (laughs) yes, I was hitting the streets of Iowa, knocking on doors 11 to 13 hours a day, doing the hardest part of sales you can possibly imagine, cold calling door to door, and learned so much about myself, about mindset, about sales. And I finished top 10 in the nation of first years and uh, did it again because I was crazy enough. And so, you know, (laughs) yeah, so that's like, you know, um, I've kind of had it in my blood since I was a child of like, hey, you know, I want to do work that based on my effort, I get paid for. And um, I was always coming up with little businesses. And my husband also is an entrepreneur. I think he started his first company was eight. And so we had, we, we went the higher ed route. We 
both have master's degrees. He was halfway through a PhD degree. And we like kind of really decided like, what do we want for our life, for our lifestyle? Um, what lights us up? And entrepreneurship has just been our journey for like the past decade. And um, photography was something that we started right after we graduated. And we had like no money and we used our graduation money to pay for a first camera. Oh my gosh. And that, <laughs> and we scaled that to a six-figure brand within about two years and um, rolled that into real estate and have just evolved that into my coaching business once I left my full-time job. And it's just been a wild, crazy, beautiful journey. That's so awesome though, but I'm so interested to know along this way, uh, in, in your journey, you love, you like, you really love helping women and teaching women about money and numbers. And so I, I love it. Sex, I can like see a TikTok in my head right now, like sexy spreadsheets, <laughs> <laughs> like a dance, but it used true. to be in my Insta bio, like spreadsheets are sexy. <laughs> I love that. But it's like, it's not, but it, it, you're never, if you don't take the time to learn your numbers, you're never going to be able to get off the hamster wheel and like understand. So before we just like really, really like jump into it, like, can you just share that there's a difference between like the profitability? Well, let's just go back to being creatives. We're both creatives and most people on here are creatives that, that listen and watch. And so how are the two connected? Like how are, how is profitability and then personal wealth? Like how mm -hmm. can those two directly connect each other? Like for creative business owners? Oh, well, I mean, this is the case for any business owner, but, um, I think, you know, as creatives, we're up against, we choose to put limitations on ourselves that are different than maybe other types of business owners, and also particularly as women. So I just want to say that I'm going to go on a little round. We're going to come back to that in just a second. Okay. But, you know, as women, I just like to put in perspective, like, not only are you up against your own story, your own money journey, the, you know, subconscious programming that you've been up against based on your upbringing and what, what people told you about yourself, but you're up against the history of, um, you know, money being something that women have been, you know, discriminated against, disempowered around. And I just love to bring that into the forefront of this conversation to say, as you step into shedding your fear around money and owning your money management, it's not just a shift for you. It's a shift that you're like on the front lines of a societal change. I say wealthy women will change the world. And this is a real movement. If you think about history in the past 100 years, you know, less than 100 years ago, a woman could open a bank account like without they couldn't without a man they needed a man to open a bank account a hundred years ago less than a hundred years ago I didn't even know that I'm, I'm yeah. like putting this down what so this like 1960s <laughs> 1970s this is when women could actually have a bank account open in their name less than I so that's less than a hundred years ago less than a hundred years ago wow. um a woman could not get a credit card without a man okay 
So this, I mean, it was, you know, it wasn't until the seventies, I think that we were at, there was actual laws for gender equality in, um, you know, wages. And we still know like, uh, 2021, the average, like, you know, man's wage to a woman's wage. And I'm not talking about like different types of careers or anything. I'm talking about similar yeah. on average, women made 82 cents to the dollar of a man. So like this stuff is so close to like, you know, this is about past 100 years. And so I believe that as entrepreneurs, we are on the very front lines because we have the ability to generate our own revenue. We have the ability to increase our income. We're gutsy enough to come into the um into the world and say whatever I offer as a service or as a product I'm going to ask money for it Mm -hmm. so this makes us really powerful women in this movement and so just want to say that as a creative who's maybe given themselves labels like I'm just not good with numbers I don't know how to do it and all these things there's common and we can talk about that if you want like common limiting beliefs I hear creatives say Yep. Remember that this is bigger than you. This is mm-hmm. bigger than, you know, and it's going to be hugely impactful for you. But I just really like to put that into perspective. Um, so I, I know I went that. a little rogue there, but. No, 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 um, it's okay. His, it's important. And like, I've never even thought about that. Like, be, I'm not a history person and I'm not great with numbers. Like all the things, the limiting beliefs, but. I've learned and surround yourself with people that can do those things. And you're going to have some people that I've been stolen from. I've been lied to. Um, I had the same accountant for a long time and then something fell through the cracks and then I got a new one. (laughs) You know, it's like, you just have to keep up and educate yourself, but also find the right people who can help you get to where you need to go. And if you know, you're not good at numbers, you can't use the excuse of, I can't afford to hire a bookkeeper or hire an accountant. Like you can't afford not to not have that. Like it's just, you can't be everything to everybody. So I know that, you know, aside from the limiting beliefs of women thinking I'm not good at this or, 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 you know, whatever, I know that there are some challenges and especially what you just said, we couldn't go to the bank and get a checking account or an account or a credit card without a man. Right, couldn't like, get a, yeah. Yeah. Like what the actual hell, but it's like, I mean, we, I can't imagine that because we didn't live in that time, but what are some of the financial challenges that are like keeping women and creatives? Like, is it ourselves? We need to just get out of our own way or we just don't, know or we need a framework what do you see are the biggest challenges Mm -hmm. well I would say you know back to what we were just talking about so it for me and my like my methodology that I use with women it's a blend of both mindset and management money mindset working through those things working through habits working through our thinking upgrading our um, awareness and our belief in money all of those things and we do it in in coinciding with managing the money and so right there by empowering yourself to manage money and do things you've never done with numbers before 
you are going to break through lots of limiting beliefs, but then you also have to have the data and the numbers and all that. So my system and the way I work with people is to do both. Um, and I think that's really important. But particularly with creatives, you know, I hear uh, many times we get into business and it's by accident. We didn't mean totally. to, yeah, we didn't mean to start a photography business. We, which I did because I, but most creatives don't. <laughs> um, we love to take photos. And then yep. all of a sudden, this thing that is a hobby that we love becomes a business. And by definition, if you're moving from hobby to business, this now becomes about money. It becomes about numbers and it's almost like sneaks up on people and they, they kind of forget. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. And so I think, you know, a common thing for creatives is a worthiness of like, can I charge for something I love to do? Um, and, and, you know, feeling like they're worth the money. Um, and then what we just talked about is another common one for creatives um, is, that they, you know, say I'm not good with numbers. And mm -hmm. by saying that, you're just reinforcing your subconscious that you're not good with numbers. And so you can change that language to be like, you know, I'm not naturally, but I'm learning, I'm evolving. You can change how you speak about this. Mm -hmm. And I think Emily King even talked a little bit about that in her um, podcast with you. But, you know, I want to remind everybody who's listening that nobody is born into the world knowing math. Nobody is great at spreadsheets when they're born, okay? So this is a skill you can attain. So let's stop saying like, I'm just not good with numbers. It's an excuse and, you know, it's, it's a skill you can learn. And I, I say that, you know, you can all, you can outsource certain things like, to a bookkeeper, to accountant, like your P&L sheets, all that, but you cannot outsource being the CFO of your life and business. And so, so, you know, inside of my money matrix system, we have certain parts of the program, a CFO spreadsheet and a personal money mastery sheet and all that stuff. Those are things that cannot be outsourced. Somebody cannot just determine for you what it is you're forecasting in your business or they cannot tell you how much to pay yourself or how much to increase that or what your personal budget is what your personal goals are those are things you have to know and you have to dial in and like know that number and um so yes it's so wise for many of us to have a bookkeeper have accountants we should at a certain level in our business but still we must be the CFO of our lives and our business. So I think those are the commoning, common limiting beliefs in creatives. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to management high level, what I see is that many of us do not pay ourselves a salary. We don't pay ourselves consistently. Um, and that's partially because we don't know the numbers and partially because we have this belief that it's better to just keep it in the bank account or reinvest it in our business. And we don't have an urgency and a clarity around 
why we should pay ourselves, what we should pay ourselves, what will that will do for our personal wealth and our personal lifestyle. And so that is a real consistent thing I see. And a lot of times with creative businesses, we have such seasonality in our business revenue. Like if you're in the wedding industry, a lot of your listeners probably are, you know, six months of the year, you're bringing in a majority of your cash. And, but if you know your numbers and you understand the cash flow of your business, you can still pay yourself a consistent salary every month, as long as you've got that dialed in. So those are some of the common things I see with creatives. And you don't have to do it alone. (laughs) Like you can get people to help you and that's okay. It's okay. I wouldn't have a business. I wouldn't have a business if people didn't realize that they needed help. And you know, women come to me, I like, oh my gosh, I have no idea this or that or this or that. That's why you're in this program. That's why you're using these tools, you know? And I created this whole thing out of, after working with women for about five years in business coaching, I was seeing the same patterns, the same things. And I'm like, well, if we don't get to the root of this, if we don't figure out our money management and mindset, like who cares if I help you double your revenue, triple your revenue or whatever, which is a lot of the language on the line is about becoming a six-figure brand and all that. And I do that. I believe in that. But more important is like, how do you make sure you're profitable and you're paying yourself? And so it's just been an evolution of really seeing what what's common with women. And cre- I created all these tools and this whole matrix and people were having breakthroughs. And I'm like, what's yeah, this is it, you know? And I just want to say for those listening and they're like, oh, cool, Erin. She's like, whatever I mean my dad when I was a little girl and I was teaching me budgeting he was just like oh my gosh Aaron I just like he's my biggest fan too I love him we're super tight he's like I give up on you you do this budgeting thing like forget it like you know you know so like I say sometimes like of all things in my life that I'm now doing this it's kind of funny but just to say like we can all wherever we are, we can grow, we can evolve, we can step into that. Yeah. And it's just, it's so funny because if I think of myself like in the past and then people have said like, oh, you're never going to get this. Like, uh, how do you, how do you even get up? In fact, there's sometimes I work with people and I'm like, how do you function? (laughs) Like, I don't know, because there's just so much going on around us if you don't push the noise out and focus on what your needs are and being like the CFO of your life then it's just again it's like going back to a hamster on a wheel so how like you have you have done it like you guys stepped out of photo video and you've gone over to real estate so I'm assuming where your time is spent is what is going to grow And so, but how do you have like the energy and the motivation to, and I mean, you have to, you have to have money to make money, but there's this whole thing about like talking about it and putting it up on a vision board and manifest it. And, but what does that really mean? Mm -hmm. So my evolution, you know, I, it is, I'm a visionary and I like to get really clear too. And so as I work with people and they have these crazy goals. They say, oh, you know, or this, these kind of the ambiguous goals, like 
hear people saying, I want to make six figures. I'm like, why? <laughs> what does that matter? Right. Why do you want to make six figures? Oh, because that's the trendy, cool thing to see online or whatever. But I guarantee you, and this is what we do with our work in my program is like, let's get really clear. Like, I want to pay myself this much money because if I do that, it means that I can afford this lifestyle with this budget you know, I can have these date nights, I can have this housekeeper, I can have whatever, I can pay off my debt. And we get, we're like, okay, what is your debt? Okay, you have $10,928 on your credit card. Let's figure out exactly how your business is profitable and how exactly how we can create your salary and your bonuses to directly go. And we will create a plan down to the dollar, down to the date, of how you're gonna pay off that debt. And so I think, yeah, cool, like manifest, vision, all that, sure. But like the, the, the power in that, I believe, is getting really clear on your motivation behind the money. What will, what will happen if you make, you know, if you start to give yourself an $8,000 a month salary, a $10,000 a month salary? And, you know, cause I always say piles of green cash are not inspiring. Like that's mm -hmm. like, you don't have any attachment to that, but all of a sudden that means I can, you know, pay for my kids private school. I can retire my partner and you know, the exact number. I know that that's going to change how you show up in your business. And so I think that's huge. And hopefully that kind of answers that like manifestation visioning thing. And for me, my evolution has been with moving from company to company and kind of like flowing through is we, we kind of always had one, I had a business that was like profitable, that was keeping things going. And then I would start the new thing and give the new thing time to grow until it was sustainable. And then, you know, you close down the thing that if it's not aligned anymore and you can't do it all. And so um, you really can't. And so nope. As much as I wanted to continue just a little bit in photography, you know, I'm a mama now. I don't want to give up my evenings and weekends. We have two other very busy companies with real estate and my coaching business. And so um, we've learned from a, like an actual numbers standpoint, what we need in order to, and this is huge, outsourcing in our business and personal life so that we can truly be showing up for the stuff that matters the most like you said like I'm here to by my faith I'm recording the podcast your team is doing everything right because you don't need to do that and mm -hmm. um that's how Brett and I have been able to uh, scale a lot and grow a lot is really understanding what is it that is important for us to do and what else can we delegate out but you can't delegate out if you don't have money to delegate it out. And so you've got to know all of those numbers and what will happen if I pay somebody $20 an hour to do household stuff, to fold my laundry, to do all those things. What happens for me when I get three hours back in my day and I'm doing that in the zone of genius, right? Yep. And how much money can I create or not just money, sanity, how much friendships, family, like, can I pour into? Um, and so money can be so liberating in that fact. And 
that has been for me a big change in the past year because I think many times as women we're fine out we, we get finally over outsourcing in our business which is a big leap to do and then you're challenged with okay so what about your personal life and that becomes a whole nother mindset and big leap to be able to say I'm worthy of this. I'm, oh my gosh, I'm paying someone to do my dishes every day and my laundry, you know, all these things. But, you know, when you look at it, like, what could you do for that $20 an hour work and to make better impact in the world? And so, yeah, that's been a huge evolution for Brent and I is really pushing ourselves to figure out what does scaling and delegation and putting ourselves in the most essential places in our companies. It's so important. And I know like there's things that I do. And even before the pandemic, you know, my mother would say, it's just the generation you all are spoiled. And I cut coupons and go to five different grocery stores where she doesn't understand why I would get a blowout or why would I take an Uber to a meeting when I own a car? And it's like, I I don't even try to have the conversation with people who aren't going to ever understand it because it's just not worth it. But for other business owners and leaders, I'm like, Okay, if you make X amount, this is where knowing what your time is worth per hour, not that you have to put, you can't put a price on your time. Your time is effing priceless. Okay, (laughs) everyone should know that. The most valuable resource we have. Yes, money is not going to bring it back. Okay, now money may make you look younger, you know, depending on if you have a great (laughs) plastics office you go to, but it cannot buy your time back. And so you really have to, think about before you say yes, like what is worth it? And you don't know if you should say no or say yes, if you don't know your numbers, like you just, you can't. Exactly. I'd love for you to share a little bit about how you transitioned because it's hard, you know, like if you build something up, especially in the emotional money, money industry, I'm sure you still have people ask or try to bend your arm. Well, can you just come shoot already? Or, you know, can you just come do this? Can you just pick up your camera? And I'm like, we have an internal joke of like, all you got to do, just pick it up. All you got to do, like, it's just so flipping easy. And it's not, people don't understand the time and the energy and the Mm-mm. commitment. It takes not just go shooting a video. It is the time and the storyboarding out and getting everything set up and then editing it and then color correcting it and then putting the audio to it. And then <laughs> like, you started $5,000 for a video. And it's like, well, you don't know video, not you, but you know, in general, I'm like, That's yeah, I understand the value, but no, we're not going to put anything out without getting compensated for our time. And no mm-hmm. percentage off of sales is not going to be enough. And no, a percentage <laughs> off of affiliate link is not going to be enough. Like we have to cover our time and have to pay my people period the end. Right. So right. it and it is, it's liberating to be able to say that with confidence. And then, then no, people can't say anything, you know, cause you know, your numbers, but I would love for you to share. How did you guys go from that industry over into real estate and like, how do you tell people no, like from your past life? Mm. Like that's hard. Yeah, it is. I always say um, to myself, to my husband, to my clients, whenever you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Yep. 
We are limited beings with limited time, limited energy, limited resources. And somehow we, we trick ourselves into this belief that I can just say yes, I can just say yes, I can just say yes. And so pause. I encourage your audience to pause and say, before I say yes, what, what does this mean I'm saying no to? It could mean I'm saying no to a night with myself, by myself, sanity. It could mean I'm saying no to a, a job that could pay me more because I'm just eager to put it on my books and get it down. Like, what is the potential that you are saying no to in saying yes? And really like pausing in and evaluating that. For us, the evolution and, you know, I, it's, you're always, you're always evolving. What I'm doing now might not be what I'm doing in five years. Probably won't be, won't look the same. So on, on a more, emotional side it's really important to listen to your intuition and that's a lesson I have learned um over the past year I was wanted to scale I wanted to you know I thought I want to reach more people I'm just passionate about this work this is my soul work and I, I my my angle and what I worked on was a little bit different and and I was hiring the strategist, you know, I was paying for the Facebook ads. I was doing all the things that you're supposed to do to scale in the industry and abandoning my intuition. And so if I could say one thing, you know, in all of this transitioning, it's take time to allow yourself to listen to your intuition because she's really wise. And that has been my, one of my big things is pausing, slowing down enough to really listen. And last year I put my business kind of on hold. I had scaled, I had coaches working underneath me. I had created this whole tens of thousands of dollars in scaling and curriculum. And I was like, I don't like this and this isn't working. And what the hell am I supposed to do now? (laughs) You know, and I just stopped. And I don't stop many, you know, that's like, you know, my, my weakness sometimes is not stopping. And I said, I have to pause. I have to tune in. I have to like, if this isn't aligned and out of that came such beautiful alignment in what I'm doing and who I'm working with and dialing it into money and money man for all these things and deciding, you know what? I'm relational. Like I'm not going to pay for all these Facebook ads I'm just gonna like serve people and meet people and grow my network and be on podcasts and you know just show up and serve and so intuition is so important um so I want to say that before I say all the other stuff because that's really been a huge lesson for me and then you know practically when it comes to making that switch you know yeah, you gotta, I say I'm retired. When people ask or friends ask us a favor, could you just do like, we're retired? No. And if people yep. can't honor your boundary there, I mean, which has happened, it's challenging, but we, that doesn't mean we change our response. And I want to say too, like, you know, if you're inspired and you want to pick up the camera, do it, but don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't do it. And like make it a business, you know, charge, blah, blah, blah. No just like do it because you love it don't you know and so I still pick up my camera sometimes because it's fun you know very yeah um and then for us it's always been you know like I said there's like this overlap 
So for us, I, I maybe I, like the first, we saved up $18,000 from photography. And um, for us, that was so much money. I mean, my salary was $20,000 a year in my wow. first job. And <laughs> plus, room and board I was living in a residence hall in a, in a dorm and so like you know $18,000 was a significant amount of money and we were like well we could just like you know have it in the bank account and make it feels really good and um or you know my husband and I both kind of fluctuate on risk taking and he's the one who had to push and he was really wanting to push us into real estate and that's a whole funny story we could talk about, but, um, <laughs> we said we could pay off one student loan with $18,000. We had close to a hundred thousand in debt, mm-hmm. or we could buy an asset that performed for us and basically paid off all of our student debt. And so we did that and we bought our first rental property and that was in 2014. And then, you know, we learned and we grew and we bought a few more houses and we, you know, it, we learned a lot and we made a lot of mistakes and we had some wins and we kept, you know, it was a few houses at a time. And then it was like, Oh wow. Like this is working now. So photography is not a needed revenue stream and Mm -hmm. Brent can quit his full-time job. And, you know, we can lean in on real estate and then we can start to hire people and employ people full-time and, you know, what we do now buying 12 to 15 homes a month, you know, that was 2014 and it's 2022. So like, you know, 2022. So that's been seven years. And so I think, yeah. And so I think it's like, you gotta know the numbers in order to like know when to leap. When can you close down that business? When do you not need that revenue stream anymore? When is another revenue stream outperforming that one and not just money but in passion and impact and um you know then you make the the switch to hey okay it's time to leap it's time to go for it but hopefully that helps yeah I think the most one of the really big things that you said there though is to make sure that you know and understand the business that you're in before you go and like start something else. So I mentor multiple people at a time through the entrepreneur center and the entrepreneur organization. And so I was meeting with one of my mentees the other night and he, we have this form, you know, that everybody fills out and it's like, here's our, the top 5% of like, here's our challenges, here's our wins. And so, I mean, they're, they're a newer company, meaning they're under five years old. They, don't have all the right people. They don't have enough people in place, which is a huge struggle everywhere in the world right now. I don't know what people are doing. Well, somebody told me the other day, I'm like, what are people doing? They're like, a lot of people move back in with their parents and they're not working because they don't Mm. want like, there was a study done and I'm like, oh my God, if I no, that, that would never, ever, ever (laughs) you know, it's just like, what the hell? So it's like, it's almost like the parents are disabled, disabling people to go out and like get a job and like start a life for themselves, which Mm -hmm. to me can be a little bit selfish when you have the means to do it. It, It's different if you're sick or ill 
It's a completely different story, but you guys were able to have that foundation first before you go start another business. And so this guy was like, you know, I have this other business and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, whoa, 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 <laughs> time out. I'm like, I have entrepreneuritis too, but you don't even have enough people in your current business. Like you're flying all over the country doing all these things that you actually don't like doing because you tell me. And so we have to make sure that there's enough people in place and the right people. And he's like, but you fly all over the place and I see you on social media. I was like, I've been in business for 22 years. You're in your four. <laughs> Don't compare your today to my today. Like, but if that's Absolutely. what you do, you're, you're going to have to build it up and train people for at least the next two to three years. Like, unless you can recreate yourself, like it's just not that easy. And so I think go transitioning from one to another, knowing that that one already works, you know, the numbers, you know what you're doing and then go on, but trying to ha have a full-time job and do a side hustle and then start another thing. It's like, nothing's ever going to grow or go where you want it to go because you're not putting the energy, you're splitting your energy up too much to where you can't see Absolutely. the outcome. I don't know. Do you find that people do that a lot? <laughs> I was just talking with somebody that's in my intensive and, you know, this is about something very similar around this. And, you know, she has these goals for her personal wealth mm -hmm. and yet she has, she's kind of, you know, all over the place with what she wants to do in entrepreneurship. And so I'm like, okay, we got to get really clear. So what yeah. are your personal wealth goals? And so obviously in the program, we figure that out. We figure out our, what's your current budget? What's your upgraded lifestyle budget? What is, what are the big financial goals that you are working towards? So, you know, I have, I, I teach like, you know, debts, debt payoff, savings, investing, large lifestyle improvements um, and generosity are sort of the five buckets that we make our um, wealth goals around. And okay, let's tap into that because we need to make, get clear on our personal goals. And then what, okay, so what is currently in your life that isn't maximized in generating revenue? And, you know, if you're not at your personal goals, then what do we do about it? And, you know, she's like, I really want to write a book. I'm like, okay, you're going to make no money from writing a book. Nope. You know, and if you, <laughs> yeah, and if you do, it's going to take forever. And I guarantee you, you have something that will scale faster and produce more revenue for you quicker than writing a book. So yep. you can do write a book if you want to write a book when you have time to write a book and do it for fun. Don't do it for money. And, um, you know, so I guess my methodology, my first thing is where are you at with your personal wealth and where do you want to be? Okay. And tap into that clarity, into that motivation to help drive your decisions that you're making on the other side. Because if you're just like, Oh, I want to do this. I hop, hop around, hop around, hop around. You are potentially like, making your personal wealth stall out or your personal goals because you're not doing the stuff you're not even where you want to be there and you're not doing the things in your business to produce the revenue to bring it over 
And so that's really important. Start with understanding that side of things. So you can really get attached to those numbers, to what you need to do, and then start to make decisions right now. Then what does that mean for me? And what do I need to do to generate more revenue, to pay myself more of a salary? And so we got really clear on that for her. And I was like, are you completely tapped out in your revenue? You know, right now and what you're doing no I could double it okay what do you need to do to double it that's your you know right now that needs to be the focus and um you know I think that you we do see people so oh my gosh you know we I'm such a multi-passionate entrepreneur and I get it I am too obviously look at my life but I didn't build a photography business a coaching business a real estate business a staging business all that stuff at once And, you know, so don't try to, you know, don't try to do that, you know, in the span of a year when I did it in 10. (laughs) Uh, So I think that is so key and so important and really like figuring out that personal stuff and diving into um, getting the money set there before, you know, if you've got debt to pay down, if you have no savings, You need to figure out how to blitz your debt and get savings before you are, you know, starting a new company because it's starting something new is always going to take money and take energy and take time and those types of things in your personal life matter, you know, and so that I think that's really key for people to remember and that goes back to when you say yes to something you're saying no to something else. So if you say yes to splitting your time and starting this other business, are you saying no to paying off debt, to doing things in your personal life. And I know we're really money focused and we're talking about money. And I just want to say like a concept I teach is called the entrepreneur sweet spot. And so when you're making these decisions, money is one of the components of making sure that you're like totally in your sweet spot, but so is passion and impact. Those are, you know, I, I love what I do. I love, you know, really, I love I feel like I'm making the most impact on the world and then lifestyle. I feel like my business is at a place where, you know, it's supporting the lifestyle I want. It's giving me the flexibility. And so making sure that you're not just looking through the lens of money, we're looking through all those different components just to get ourselves dialed up in the zone before we go create something new, I think is really important. Oh, everything you're saying. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Yay. If I could just tell my younger self that when I would like start new projects or I would say, yeah, let's start a pet product line and let's do this and let's do that. Now we have something like the parking lot. And so we're like, Mm. that idea for perhaps next year. And just because you think it's a good idea doesn't mean it's always a good idea. At least that's what I've learned. It's costing Heck yes. And not everything has to be a business. As entrepreneurs are like, that could make money. This could make money. Or you could just like learn to do macrame and not make it a business and just have fun with it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I think we have to remind, I love the parking lot idea. I'm a strengths finders coach as well, that assessment. Uh-huh. So I'm curious if you have yep. activator in your top or one of those really big executing strengths, like influencing that just wants you to jump right into the action. So having a parking lot is so key to help leverage that in your life. Yep. It's so important. 
I don't, I, I need to go back and look. I think activator was in my top five, but I can tell yes. you what my bottom, like number 30 something on the lowest list. I know is empathy. <laughs> like whenever I did it, like in this business class I was in, my teacher was like, well, Angela has zero empathy. That and- is not true. I don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's not that I don't, it's just that I'm not an excuse person. Like if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Now, does that mean that it's the right thing to do when the moment arrives? No, but if I committed, I'm going to do it. And so now, you know, saying yes to, to things requires time. And so if it doesn't make sense, then, or if it's not like in our buckets, then it's like, it's not. I hate saying no, but somebody else helps me with it. And it's like, not right now. No. Yes. <laughs> like when you know your numbers, it's real freaking easy to say no. Yes, it is. Like, yeah, it, it just no way. Um, but yeah, I love strength finders and I love I love Enneagram. I love all of this. Like it's awesome. So I know that you have a quiz on your website. So we're gonna yes. put the link to that. And it's awesome. Y'all, it's super easy. It's just answer the questions and seven questions, answer them honestly. Like, what is your relationship with money? And what is your, I like, what is my money IQ? It's, it's so um, needed that you just, you need to know and don't be embarrassed. Like, please, because Mm -hmm. I had to learn all this from, from scratch. I mean, I owned a business for 10 years before I understood any of this. So if, anything like don't wait that long before you're just so burnt out that you know you need help or you know you need somebody like that's the main reason I love doing these podcasts is because we talk about what we did and it's like don't do what I did it's just exactly where's your where's your favorite place to connect with people Instagram I'm on the gram so I love that I'm in my DMs. So as people are listening to this podcast, um, connect with me, send me an audio, mes- audio message. Um, would love to hear about um, maybe the result from your quiz or what your financial goals are. And that quiz, I'm very practical as a coach. And so you're going to figure out where you are in the journey. There's um, different stages and it gives you practical tips of what to do next to move along your wealth journey. And so, um, yeah, Instagram is a place to hang. Follow me there. My name is spelt weird. So make sure you put two ends on Aaron Bridgman with no E. I'm sure you'll connect that in the in the notes. We will. It's like my last name is like two F's and two T. It's like, you know, we just yeah. on autopilot, like saying it. This was awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Yes, it's been a joy. Thank you. Awesome. And if you're listening or watching today, thank you so much for your time and be sure to tune in next week to another episode of Business Unveiled. Bye y'all. That's it for this week's episode of Business Unveiled. Now that you have all the tools that you need to conquer the world and GSD, get shit done. Would you share this with your friends and fellow business leaders? One thing that would really, really help us and help new listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a comment in Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in and listen to Business Unveiled. 
You can check out the show notes at angelaprofit.com slash podcast and link up with us on social media so you can share your biggest insights. And I want to know your aha moments. Until next week, remember the profitable shifts and structures you're creating in your business help you be more present in your life. So get out there and GSD.